Hey everybody, I'm Roy Harmon. This is the Hot Pursuit Podcast. And today we're joined by Evan Weber of Experience Advertising. Hey Evan, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, I know you've really got a lot of things going on. Can you give everybody a, a little taste of your background? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been in the digital marketing industry over 20 years. I started in the late 90s with a free auction site uh, and progressed from there to selling on eBay and early e-commerce initiatives, building websites myself, basically. Uh, went on to partner with a startup and join a startup that was there for five and a half years. And we grew that to a successful internet startup from nothing. And I left there in 2007 and I launched my agency, Experience Advertising. I've had it for over 16 years. I've worked with over 350 companies, both B2C and B2B, on their digital marketing strategies, online advertising, growing their companies in various ways that I know how to do, became you know proficient at. And I also have a software now called publisherfinders.com, which helps connect brands and advertisers with affiliates and web publishers to grow their affiliate program. So yeah, I've, uh, you know, spent the last 20 plus years educating myself on how to do digital marketing properly and learning from every situation, staying on the, trying to stay on the cutting edge um, and, you know, imparting that back to people out there in the world. Awesome. These things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know one thing that I've talked to you a lot about is retargeting and it's a huge topic, but I think it's one where it's just, it's such a great way to be able to, to move people down the funnel, to have some control and ability to get really granular and how you're targeting people. Uh, so I'm really, I'm excited to, to get into it. Yeah. You know, retargeting is some, um, I'm passionate about, and it's been around probably 10 years, but, um, companies still don't leverage it properly. They still don't maximize it or optimize it for that matter. And it's, it's a very important tool in the toolbox in order to achieve scale and in order to be able to open up your, your budgets, your ad budgets to really let them flourish because it helps you convert better. It's one, one tool in the toolbox, a major one that helps companies increase conversion rate. So where do you start with people who on the more beginning side of the spectrum, people who maybe they're not really doing a lot of paid media yet, where do you recommend that people start with retargeting? Well, that's a great question, and I think it can apply to anyone, you know, regardless of how much traffic their website's getting, because you can always drop the tracking pixels from Facebook, from Google, from other third-party softwares that do retargeting like AdWell or Pritio. You drop their tracking pixel on the website, and however much traffic you're getting, those people are going to get, you know, cookied. So you could be getting, you know, 500 visitors a month, 1,000 visitors a month, and you can still run retargeting ads. So essentially, it's following people around after they leave your website. Um, and that's one way to retarget. There are other ways. But the main way is to drive people to the website and then 
show them ads when they leave the website if they don't take the action you wanted them to on the website. And you can even slice and dice it a lot of different ways. Like if they reach the pricing page, you show them a certain ad. If they reach the about us page, you show them a different ad. If they, you know, abandon the checkout, you show them a different ad. So you can segment within the the you know retargeting audience based on their behavior on the website, for instance. So that's a great way to whittle down the audience to the most targeted prospects. Um, but there are companies that will retarget every website visitor that may or may not have a lot of traffic because it's your retargeting audience size is going to be dictated by how much website traffic you have. Um, you can also retarget by uploading databases into the ad platforms. So you can take like a list of contacts, a list of companies and import those into the various ad platforms and run ads to those people as well. So that's another retargeting or remarketing strategy to could be to existing customers. It could be to leads in the CRM, you know, so targeting databases with, with retargeting ads or, you know, remarketing ads is a great way to get the people back to the website. Of course, the website has to convert them adequately. So the website has to be doing other things well, like getting them to sign up, getting them to upgrade, all of those things. So it's really a tool to create repeat, repeat traffic back to the site to get them to convert on whatever you want them to convert on. And do you generally recommend that people start with retargeting if they're getting enough traffic to do that? Or yeah. do you find that it's usually better to focus on other areas and then add retargeting later? No, I do believe in having it on there from day one. Um, if you're sightseeing any amount of traffic, and or especially if you're paying to send traffic to the website, Facebook ads, Google ads, TikTok, wherever it may be, you need to be retargeting those people because you're paying to get them there. So then you need to be following them around when they leave. So it does need to be there from day one, but you do need a decent amount of traffic to even trigger the ads, you have to have, you know, a couple hundred people cookied in order to retard, you know, trigger the ads. So anyone can, anyone really can use it with that much traffic to their website. Um, and even be spending, you know, $5 a day, $10 a day, very small budgets. You, that's a nice thing about retargeting or most digital advertising is you can, really put a, you know, a controlled daily budget on it. If it's doing well, you increase it. If it's doing less well, you turn it down or pause it. So definitely um, should be there from day one, in my opinion. I, I, I It's, you know, in the top of my list of recommendations for companies. And when you talk about that granularity, you mentioned like if they get on the pricing page, you, uh, you know, you have this ad, if they went to this page, you have this ad. Um, and then something that I've really like to do is have audiences split out based on where they're at, you know, in the buyer's journey. And that could be based on, you know, what pages they're going on or, or something else. Is there any level of traffic that you feel like you really need to reach to be able to, to make that a, a cost effective uh, tactic? No, absolutely not. Because like I said, you can control the budget. So, but, but, that's actually a good point because a lot of companies overspend on these, these types of campaigns. 
for instance, let's say your site's getting 20,000 visitors a month. I'm just throwing a number out there. It could be 10, five, it could be a hundred thousand. Um, they run, they're running a retargeting campaign, targeting the people that came to the site, but didn't check out or didn't register. Um, weeding out the people that did purchase or did register. Those people can be targeted, you know, other ways, but just the non-converting people. Um, you can put a $20 a day budget on that and get a good result. What happens is companies will put like a $100 a day budget on it and the people will see the ads 30 times a day and it'll actually have a negative kind of um, effect because you're overspending, there's too much frequency of you know ad frequency. So the key to retargeting campaigns, as far as display retargeting campaigns, because there are other types, there's email, we'll get into that in a little bit, but as far as display-based retargeting campaigns, display ads, they should be started at a very low daily budget, even $10 a day, $20 a day, proportionate to how much traffic you're, you're getting. Um, and then, gradually increasing the budget on a daily or weekly basis once you see that those those campaigns are bringing in sales it has a good return on ad spend then you just start edging up the budget 30 a day 40 a day 50 a day until you sort of reach where you feel like you know diminishing returns kind of thing um that's just one aspect is is calibrating the budget you know you also have to refresh the ads. You have to have a lot of different ads running, different ads to different people behaviorally. But let's, for simplicity's sake, let's say you have, you know, two sets of ads running to the same audience, the people that came to the site and didn't convert. So then you have, you know, your multiple, you know, your different sizes and two different styles of banner ads, let's say, squares and rectangles. So after you've run that for two, three, four weeks, you can Look in the reporting and see, okay, these three banners are working the best. These four are working less well. Let's get, let's pause these. Let's, let's run all the budget to the ads, the ad placements and sizes that are converting the best. And that's, that's how you would optimize it um, with what's in the account currently, because you do have to refresh the creatives on an ongoing basis. The last thing you want to do is have, you know, stale creatives because they, they get stale very quickly. Imagine going to a website and for the next month seeing the same ad. Even the next week, it can get annoying. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And I see that a lot. All, all ad platforms, companies on LinkedIn running the same ad for months and months, months on end without ever changing it. Um, so I do believe in running you know, multiple creatives simultaneously. And then that, that allows you to see which ones are working, which ones aren't. You're, you know, you're tracking it back to the conversions. So add one had three leads, add two had one, add, you know, they, they all had, and you keep the ones doing better and you pause the ones doing less well. And that'll focus your money, you know, that'll maximize your, your budget and ensure that it's optimized. So that's a good little microcosm of how to manage a display retargeting campaign in a nutshell. And what channels do you recommend or what considerations come into play when you're determining 
you know, where am I going to try to retarget my visitors or how? Yeah, that, that's also a great question. And, and it, it can depend on the industry. Um, there are, you know, the top platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Google has their own display network you can retarget in. LinkedIn, if it's B2B, you absolutely would be retargeting on LinkedIn. Um, then there's AdRoll and Critio. Those are like third-party softwares that have placements on all the big news websites out there that people read articles on and other placements like mobile apps. You know, they get, they get their ads in all types of different placements that you wouldn't expect. Um, and so it's never enough to do it on one platform, in my opinion. You should be on multiple platforms simultaneously with low daily budgets. You could be running on Facebook and IG at 20 a day, you know, Critio at 20 a day, LinkedIn at 20 if it's B2B oriented. However, you know, I have clients that retarget on LinkedIn, you know, regardless, you know, to B2C play and they're retargeting on LinkedIn. Usually if it's a, uh, you know, like a higher ticket item, but believe it or not, ad costs on LinkedIn aren't that high. And I mean, I'm running retargeting on there under a dollar a click. So anytime you can get it under a dollar a click, it's a winner. That's another thing. You have to make sure you're getting the traffic inexpensively enough. Over the years, the retargeting platforms like AdRoll and Critio have, have raised their prices. The costs have gone up a lot. So, but on Facebook and IG, on TikTok, on LinkedIn, you can still get the traffic for under a dollar a click, under 50 cents a click. And to be honest, that's where the budget should be going. Obviously, you have to see, make sure those, you know, where the conversions are coming from. Um, but the budget should be going where you're getting the most traffic for the money. That's that, you know, assuming conversions are following and, and happening, then you can see like maybe not every retargeting platform or ad platform will work for you or it, it may it may just be cost prohibitive. You know, this one might cost. 100 a customer, but that one costs 25 a customer. So obviously you're going to put more of the budget or try to maximize where you're getting customers at 25 a customer as opposed to 100 a customer. And it just goes into that same equation or formula of managing the company's monthly ad spend, you know, effectively. So when you're managing on multiple platforms, you do have to take things like that into consideration or you're just spending what you're spending on each platform and never making any adjustments, that's complete, you know, idiosity. But by making adjustments, moving the money around, so to speak, to where it's working, where you're getting the more most bang for your buck, that's that's how to optimize the ad platforms. And when you when you do that, what about the landing page? Is there uh, is that something where you just are using the landing pages that you're using for your initial ad campaigns or how important is it to, to have those be different? Yeah, that's a great point as well. Landing pages, you can have multiple landing pages. Some companies, you know, send traffic to their homepage, but I, I never really recommend that unless the homepage is geared like a landing page. If it's set up and geared like, like kind of like lead post homepage, kind of like a, you know, like a nicely designed landing page. Perfectly fine driving your traffic, your, you know, everyone there, even the retargeting people. 
but you might want to take the retargeting traffic to a page of customer testimonials, customer reviews, you know, you know, listen to how Evan Weber uses lead post to garner more conversions, play video, you know. So not only can you have those type of videos running as the ads themselves, they bring them back to a page on the site that is, you know, a social proof oriented landing page conveying a lot of, you know, reviews and testimonials. So yeah, depending on what they they do on the website, like we, or how, you know, you might have a list of in your CRM of a thousand prospects, right? That showed interest previously or the salespeople were, were talking to. So you would load those into an audience and then run a certain type of ad to those people. Hey, are you looking to do this or, you know, preempting their objections saying, you know, are you looking to increase blog traffic by 500%? You know, things that, you know, you know, the audience you're targeting to, so you can sort of preempt their objections in the ads themselves. That's one way to go. Um, also having urgency in there, like, um, you know, sign up this month and we'll give you a hundred free credits, you know, urgency, promotions, not enough B2B companies use things like that in their, in their ads, either top of the funnel or retargeting, you know, but they should. So you can, and then land them to a page on the website that's most appropriate for that audience type. You could have, you know, five or 10 different retargeting campaigns running simultaneously on Facebook and Instagram, for instance. See, if you know they've been to the site or they're in the database, then you know they're going on Facebook or Instagram. You know, you may say that's not really where my people are hanging out, but they're going there at some point. So you do want to touch them at every possible touch point, in my opinion, you know, simultaneously on multiple ad platforms. Um, and that's how you really achieve saturation. But again, back to those ad campaigns still have to convert well enough. If you have too much saturation or too much spend on each platform, it could sort of cannibalize itself, diminishing returns. And so, so the daily budget, keeping it low and, you know, increasing it over time, like, like I said earlier, is extremely important to running on multiple platforms simultaneously with multiple campaigns in each platform. Because another, another factor is, you know, the more campaigns, the more platforms, the more cost, the more, the more your retargeting budget could, you know, get up to, you know, 500 a month, a thousand a month or more, um, which is fine as long as it's converting enough customers to have return on ad spend. So that's the balancing act. It, you know, five, 10 years ago, it wasn't as much a concern because the traffic was, was cheaper. Now that the traffic is, is a little pricier, you, you have to treat it like any other channel you're optimizing, like Google ads, Facebook ads, where you're, 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 you know, getting front end traffic to the site, entirely new people. And you're, you know, micromanaging those campaigns to greatness. Hopefully you have to do the same thing with your retargeting campaigns now, just because cost has increased things of that nature. It used to be like the best producing, you know, return channel ever created. But as time went on, and another factor is just tracking. 
accuracy of tracking on these ad platforms. It's not perfect. It's not even close to perfect. So you, you do have to kind of um, take it all with a grain of salt on the ad tracking side, but, but they're, they're good enough to, um, you know, Google had 10 conversions, Facebook had eight, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And really that's all, that's all you can, you can throw some, you know, UTM tracking parameters on there, track it with dedicated promo codes. That's another way to track each different channel. Like your retargeting ad could say, you know, purchase this week and save 20% with code June, July, whatever, summer 20. Um, and then you could say, oh, okay, 30 people did that. They must've come from a retargeting campaign. So there's other ways, you know, tracking is, is always problematic and you do have to take things with a grain of salt when you run online campaigns and sort of attempt to track everything as well as possible, but just know that it's, it's not a perfect science. You talked about not changing, you talked about how it's important to change up your creative. You talked about how it's important not to just overwhelm people with a million impressions a day. Yeah. Are there any other mistakes that you see people make with retargeting that, uh, that people should avoid well, the two, the two biggest are our daily budget over budgeting on a daily basis. That's, that's a huge problem and just not refreshing creatives frequently enough. I mean, I even see that with email retargeting plays where they, they have the same email going out forever, you know, or the same email sequence going out forever. You know, those need to be freshened up just like, all your other things need to be freshened up. All your ads running out there in the world, your website, you know, it's another thing that needs to be kept up to date. So it's as effective as possible. Um, you know, we haven't gotten into email retargeting, but we can, we can sort of segue into that because that's something that a lot of companies don't keep fresh. Their email follow-ups, they'll have, you know, a, an email workflow set up, you know, someone comes to the site, they don't convert, lead posts to text them, they get triggered an email through an automation, and then, you know, great, wonderful, but that email needs to be updated, or that series it sends needs to be updated on a, you know, relatively frequent basis, whether it's monthly or quarterly or annually, at the very least. Um, in order to, you know, learn from it, you know, what was the open rate? What was, you know, what was the click-through rate? You know, those things have to be looked at so you can have a, the best possible open rate, the best possible click-through rate, the best possible offer in there. So it's as effective as possible. Um, so that that's, an, yeah, those are the two. The other thing is just not utilizing every ad platform. You can even retarget people on Pinterest, okay? Someone come, let's say it's a B2C site or, you know, what they call D2C, you know, these days, direct to consumer, they go on the site and they're looking at a, you know, a t-shirt, you know, a band t-shirt and they leave the site, they don't purchase, boom, they get triggered an email with the, with a t-shirt. They were, you know, that's like an abandoned cart email. Um, and then they surf around the web. They see that t-shirt following them around. That's retargeting in a, in a nutshell, but it, what's important is to be hitting them from all the different angles 
you know, simultaneously, basically. Um, so you're kind of everywhere they turn, whether it's their phone, their computer, email, even SMS, text, you have to get them to opt in, obviously, to send them, you know, follow up text, texts. But that can be done from the website pop up. The website pop up can capture email and then text. And then the people can be triggered automated texts, you know, when they come to the site and then abandon that type of thing. So these are all things that need to be running simultaneously. Um, but that's where companies don't, you know, execute. They don't implement everything to be running simultaneously. It's a lot to manage. It's a lot to manage. Yeah. Have you found any, any tools or anything like that? That, uh, I mean, do you just do that all within the app platforms themselves? Yeah. Yeah. All within the app platforms themselves. Every, every ad platform has their dashboard. Now I, I, you know, I sometimes use reporting, you know, centralizing reporting so I can see what all the platforms are doing for any particular client, but that's management. That's management, which is managing the ad platforms logging in every day, checking them. That's just what needs to be done to, to run all these different types of ads. Effectively, you need someone on that in-house or outsourced, someone who knows what they're doing, or a joint effort to co-manage the ad platforms. I do a lot of that with companies. I'll work with their in-house team and we'll co-manage. We'll jump on the phone every Friday or whatever day and we'll go through all the ad platforms one by one. In an hour, we can go through four or five ad platforms, could be Google ads, Amazon ads, LinkedIn ads, retargeting platforms, go you know, run through all the campaigns, the performance, make little changes, optimizations. All of that can be done within an hour a week. And just within that hour of week, greatness is achieved because I'm working with the client to optimize the campaigns. Um, without me, they just can't do it like they can with me. So, but I, I like to, you know, co-manage things. There are, I, I do manage a lot of ad platform, you know, ad campaigns for clients where it's just me. That Here, do it, Evan, take it and, you know, manage it for us to greatness. And then there's situations where they have the in-house people and I, it's, it's a co-management. Those are great because I can, you know, really get the, the company's perspective and we can brainstorm our way to greatness as well. And, and I can also teach them how I do these things, how I optimize campaigns. And it's a learning experience for the in-house manager. So, yeah. So it's like kind of like consulting and media, you know, media buying at the same time and training. So that's, that's fun. Hold on, you're on mute. Roy, you're on mute. I've been so good about switching back and forth perfectly, and then there I am. Um, oh, and that's why I do. You hear me say, um, just then? I have a tendency to I'll be like, um, or yeah, and then I have to go and edit, edit it all afterwards. Okay. Um, well, so you, when it comes to these weekly meetings that you have when you're co-managing with people, is there a, a checklist or anything like that that you can recommend to people when they're thinking about, okay, what do I need to do with these campaigns each week to make sure that they're, that they're moving in the right direction? Well, yeah, because there are things to look for. If it was, 
you know, a retargeting campaign, you know, how well, how well are the different ad sizes performing? How well, you know, certain, certain retargeting platforms have different ad types. Some use video, some use text ads, you know, or like a responsive ad they, like Google. You provide like a bunch of images, a bunch of copy, and they just create the ads. And then, so that can be freshened up. Like I said, the ads can be freshened up. Um, looking at performance, what's the click-through rate, you know. So each campaign type, if it's a search campaign, what keywords are triggering the ads, you know, which are leading to the most conversions, you know. So there's always optimizations. Listen, it's not rocket science. I, I just know how to manage these, these ad platforms, you know what I mean? Um, so I can, you know, optimize, you know, a hundred thousand dollar a month Google campaign in 10 minutes. You know, I can, I can audit it in five minutes and tell you if it's managed properly. Um, and if, if there's upside there, which there usually is, but sometimes not, but 99% of the time there's unrealized optimization or upside in any of these ad platforms, but some there's more than others because some are more complex like Google and some are, you know, more um, simple, like retargeting, straight up retargeting platforms. Um, but everything should work harmoniously together. Every All the ads you have on all the platforms, your, your triggered emails, your ads they're seeing, everything should coalesce. It should all be consistent. You need consistency, your videos, everything. You know, you need your vertical videos for TikTok and Instagram, you know, stories and reels. You need, you know, different ads for different placements, different platforms. So all of that needs to be updated on a some somewhat regular basis. So you have to have that creative, you know, uh, inf infusion of new creative, have your designers and your video creators if you're using like user generated content or influencer style content for those ad placements, you need fresh content coming in every month or every quarter, you know, you need to be planning ahead. So your ads are timely. They're seasonal. Seasonality is big. Um, reinforcement, social proof obviously is big. Influencers and um, users generating videos. Those are extremely, extremely big. And those can be run through the retargeting channel. Um, so yeah, um, your, your retargeting channel is, is it's, it's not just one thing. It's, it's, it's many things in one and email and, you know, even postcards, you know, all, uh, you know, site, po a, a lead post is, um, you know, people come to your site and they, they get triggered a post, a postal mailer, they get triggered an email, they get triggered a display ad. So you really do need multiple touch points like that. The reason I like lead post is because, you know, they reveal the contacts on your website, you know, visitor identification, and those can trigger automations, can trigger a postcard, it can trigger an email workflow, can trigger display ads. So, you know, those are two, like what you guys do, those are areas that most companies aren't utilizing. They're not sending postcards on the site visitors. They're not sending emails to people unless they opt into the pop-up box. So there's a whole 
you know, chunk of people coming to your website that are never going to opt into your pop-up. They just don't want to. You may not even be running a pop-up. But those people, you can still trigger an automated email or email sequence through a tool like LeadPost. So it becomes another retargeting play. They're going to get the email. And then imagine, you know, a month later, the person just comes back to the website, comes back to my website. Boom. They get triggered an email. I love it when I go to a website and then I go check my email and there's an email in there waiting for me. I'm like, damn. I always think I I know how it's done, but I always still think to myself, that's so cool. I love that. Um, But it's, 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 it's an underutilized technique. It's an underutilized, just that in itself, triggering an email on repeat visitor. Um, So obviously lead posts can do it, you know, on initial visitor as well, which, which is great. So yeah, those are, um, Great ways to leverage retargeting all at the same time, simultaneously on multiple platforms, multiple touch points. Yeah. Even, even like your blog, like your blog, you know, there was a day when, you know, we used to put a lot of content up on the blog for SEO and it would get traffic, but it wouldn't, nothing would come from it. You wouldn't get any revenue because they just come there, read the article, look and leave. But now imagine someone reads a blog post and they get an email in their inbox or even a postcard um, or they, um, you know, they see your ads, you know, when you leave the site, bringing them back, that's retargeting. That's then you can invest in your SEO, your content strategy, and know that you're not just loading up your con- your, your website with content, you know, articles. When people find the articles in Google, or wherever you share them, things are going to happen. Ads are going to be triggered. Emails are going to be triggered. A pop-up, whatever, you know. So you you can have more confidence. Companies can have more, that they can spend more in the in each channel because they know that it's just not someone coming and leaving without anything happening. Things are happening. Emails are getting triggered. Ads are getting triggered. Um, so it, it allows companies to spend more or at least feel good about budgeting for various channels like SEO, like content production, where, or where, you know, in the past I might be like, oh, we get traffic to the blog, but nothing's happening. Now you can tie some revenue to the blog. You can target just people that visit the blog with certain ads, you know, with like a 25% discount. Because a lot of times the blog readers, they're not, they may not be highly targeted to the software or to the product. They might just be looking to read an article on, you know, how to do this or that or the other thing. Um, so, but they, they're they targeted enough to advertise to when they leave the site and they can be run like a great promotion because they were a little, you know, they're colder. So you can say like, Save 30% on your first order or whatever the case may be um, to, you know, crank up the value that you're, you know, the promotion. Um, So it does need to be sliced and diced like that. You can do it on a very basic level with retargeting. Everyone sees the same ads, you know, when they leave the site or gets the same email. But really to do it right over time, you want to slice and dice it, segment it behaviorally 
and then have different ads running to different people and different landing pages, like you said. So that's how it, like the most advanced people that do retargeting will have it set up, but you can do it on a very basic level also and be effective. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a lot of valuable insight to help people uh, retarget their way to greatness. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. Can you tell people where they can connect with you and where they can go to be retargeted by you? <laughs> yeah, go to any of my websites. You're definitely going to see my ads following you around. Um, yeah, listen, I'm easy to find. I'm on LinkedIn all the time, hanging out, commenting on people's posts, making my own posts, um, messaging with people. I'm one of those people you can ask about your project. What do you think of this? Is it a good, does it have legs? Is it a good business idea? Do I think it'll work? How should I market this? I'm forever giving out free advice like that. And then if the person is in a position to bring me on, you know, hire me or my agency, great, wonderful. We can talk about that. Um, but I'm not one of those people that, you know, I believe in giving it all away, you know, all the secrets and you still have to implement the secrets. Um, the secrets are techniques and strategies that I know that work, you know, that I know work over the years and retargeting is, is another, is just one aspect of making a thing convert better over time. Right. So you can increase your traffic sources, spend the money. You're not going to spend the money unless you feel very confident you're actually capitalizing on it properly. So retargeting, whether it's emails, whether it's display ads, postcards, and there's other ways to do it as well. Um, once you have all that running and converting like a rock star, then you can really blast the budgets. You know, you can really ramp up the budgets to their fullest capacity. Most companies don't max, they're not at 99% of companies aren't even able to capitalize, you know, reach fruition on all their traffic, right? Like even their search volume. Now in B2B, it's different because it has more limited search volume. In B2C, you know, there's so many searches going on in Google, for instance, companies can't even advertise the whole time. They can't even have their ads up there the whole time. They just get budgeted out by the clicks. You know, their budget's 500 a day and it's a dollar a click. You know, they get 500 clicks, their ad shut off for the day. There could have been another 3,000 clicks to have or more. It, that could only be 10% of the actual search volume that's appropriate for their brand. So converting better is the goal, right? So you can realize all the, all the volume that there is for you. That's just one example. But that could be extrapolated. Let's say it was LinkedIn, B2B a company advertising B2B, let's say the audience was 50,000 people, your, you know, your ICP is 50,000, um, you know, to hit those people, you know, you have to be able to convert them a certain amount of them in order to spend a certain amount. So if you're able to do that by taking them to the site, then retargeting them, you can get that down. Let's say you're spending a hundred a day and you're getting, one solid customer out of it, right? One signed up customer that's spending. Then you can say, okay, it's going to cost me a hundred dollars to get me 
then you can increase the, the budget and just keep throttling it up. And it should still get you one customer for every $100 spent. Now, if it starts getting worse than that, you know, which can't happen, or it could get a little lower. So that's how you actually scale digital advertising. You can only do it through lowering, you know, or getting a, a your target cost per customer acquisition, your target you know, cost per customer um, to into a certain range so that you can increase the, you know, what I call, you know, increase, you know, opening the faucet to realize all the traffic there is in that particular ad platform to that particular audience. And most companies, they can't even do that. So the way to achieve that is by using retargeting properly. That's one, one way to, one aspect of conversion optimization is leveraging retargeting properly. There are others, there's widgets on the site, tools, different, different things, but retargeting, obviously headline testing, which headline works best, which call to action on on-site AB testing of the page elements. That's another key aspect of CRO, conversion optimization. But retargeting is actually a large part of conversion rate optimization. So it's it's hugely important to get that right um, and work on it. It's not something you can set and forget, but no channel should ever be set and forget, in my opinion. They all need management, all need you know intensive management by people who know what they're doing. That helps. So yeah. That's pretty much the rundown. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you'll come back on uh, again in the future. Yeah. Thanks for having me.